You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and. Con- ready, sisters? Hello, sisters. Hi, sisters. How are you? How are you? Welcome back to OK Sis. If you are new, I am Scout. I am Maddie. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. That is true. I always have to pinch myself. Why? Because you get to work with your sister every day? No, because I have a podcast. Oh, thought it was about me, but I guess it wasn't. I love when people are like, the marketing is so saturated. I can't go into podcasting. And I'm like, we've already hit 50 episodes, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're, we're killing like we're it. We're vets. We're vets. I don't know about that. I would say we're still pretty new to the <gasps> podcasting game. No, of course. But but we have the best sisters as listeners. The sisterhood is strong. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you laughing at me? The sisterhood is real. The sisterhood is strong. The okay, so you just repeated right. what I said, but then you <laughs> laughed at me? Oh, my God. I'm just reinforcing, you know. Just got to keep you humble. Got to keep me humble. Okay, so we need to talk about something that's really been bothering me lately. Ooh, okay. Um. So on my honeymoon, I woke up. Wait, where did you go to your honeymoon? Oh, fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Yesterday, you were wearing a shirt that said Tulum. Yeah. And I almost... Like exiled you. Okay, and you're also making fun of me for my gorgeous hat that I've been wearing lately. You tell me I look like Zorro, which is one, so not true, and two, you're a bitch. I'm going to post a side by side photo of Scout and Zorro. Oh my god! On our Instagram, so that I'm gonna take a poll. Dude, this hat was expensive. Don't even with me right now. You literally looked like a Spanish cowboy. Oh my god, no! This okay. You know what? I'm gonna wear this hat every day just to haunt your ass. Okay, great. This is never coming off my head oh, from now yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so one day on my honeymoon, I woke up in the morning and it was like 11 a.m. I couldn't get out of bed. I was like so groggy, so tired. 
And ever since then, so I have been a self-proclaimed proud morning person my entire life. Like 5 a.m. wake up calls. Let's fucking do it. Ever since this one day on my honeymoon, I cannot wake up anymore for the life of me. Like I am snoozing for three hours. Three hours I snoozed one time. Okay, so I emailed my psychiatrist, obviously, because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And she said that one of the medications that I am on is quite sedative. So I think it's because of my medication. I mean, that because how could just my definitely true. And then if I don't put an alarm on, I can sleep for 13 hours. Yeah. Um, so there's some horse tranquilizer shit in your medicine because it's right? making you just like pass the fuck out. I don't relate to this on any level. So I don't I either. And it's the worst advice. thing. It honestly makes me so depressed because the mornings used to be my favorite time in the entire world. And now I hate them. Hmm. But I have to be on this medication because I'm psycho without it. So mm, like what? Yeah, it's it's a trade-offs. Um, this morning. medication also made me gain weight. So I'm just like, fuck this medication right now. Yeah, it's like mental stability and peace of mind or like really fat and, and can't wake okay, up. I'm really, I'm not really fat, first of all. But thank you for putting that out there into also the not, not fat shaming. Just, uh, I guess, just heavier than you would like to be. And, uh no morning productivity or like just like a fucked up mind you know it's like just really hard i know my my mind gets pretty (laughs) fucked up so i mean i kind of have to be on this med oh i fear for you i i i'm i think i'm turning into a night owl now because i i I can't go to bed anymore early because I'm sleeping so much the day before that it's hard for me to fall asleep because well, I, I don't get it. So maybe your your mindset is going to be shifting towards a night and a more night perspective. Like for me, I'm so exhausted in the nighttime because I wake up so early. But now that you're sleeping in, maybe you can shift the productivity to the nighttime. I don't want to be a night owl. Oh, okay. I want to be a morning person. Yeah, the morning person is the best. Sorry. It's the best. The most biased. productive and the most inspiring. It is the most inspiring. You know, there are um, are there are studies that people that wake up at 4 a.m. are the most successful people in the world. So, well, there you go. Put that out there. So um, that's not me anymore. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. Um, thank you for your, your TED talk. Um, not sure there's anything I can do to help you with that. Did you just call my spiel a TED talk? <laughs> oh my god. You are extra, extra today. I know, because I haven't seen you in so long. It's all been built up. I know, so I haven't seen you in like a week and a half. <laughs> okay, I um, have two updates. Okay, what? You're not going to Coachella? <laughs> I, I might be going to Coachella. She's not going to Coachella, guys. And it's like a big, big see, pain point for her. See, you're going to see. This is going to come out the day after I would be going to Coachella, so we'll, we'll like stay tuned. Um, to see if I actually go, I just feel like this is my only chance to see Kanye Sunday service. I'm never going to be invited there. I mean, maybe okay. So blows up and he wants to hang out with us. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Um, no, that's not my update. One is on the previous podcast. I said that the three criteria for a person that I love is, or uh, uh, like my, the three criteria of like the best person, Jewish, glowy skin and scrunchy. What do, you, what do you see in front of you, Scout? None of that. Oh, what you. I thought you were talking about me. I thought you were talking about me. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought you were talking about me. Okay, you're, are you wearing you're, – okay, you're wearing a scrunchie. And I, I'm going to admit earlier this morning, I was like, wow, her face is actually really glowing right now. 
And you're Jewish, so you're hitting all three criteria. All of the criteria. Okay, and I'm here for it. The second update is that the spironolactone is finally kicking in. Okay, it's I need to get th- on that. It's been three months. Your yeah, your skin has significantly improved. It's I haven't had a pimple in a week. Okay, well, knock which on wood. Is a record for me since these past year. So I've been doing really good and then all of a sudden I got a little over here, a little over there, a little on my nose. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Hmm. But I've been doing really well too but I was on my period this week. I think that's it. Yeah, that that doesn't help. No, that definitely doesn't help. Okay, well great updates. Can we do word of the week? Yes. Okay, so this word is a Greek word. It is pronounced metanoia and it means, you're going to make fun of me for this one. Sounds like paranoia. Metanoia, the journey of changing one's mind, heart, self or way of life. And then another uh, okay. definition is spiritual conversion. Okay, let's scratch that one. But look, okay. the first one, is it a noun? It's a noun. The journey of changing one's mind, heart, self, or way of life. Okay, so you becoming a owl, night owl is metanoia. No, because it's not an adjective. It's a noun. So my metanoia is is becoming a night owl. Perfect. Great. We're, we're- <laughs> Just what I want to hear. We're looping it all back. Looping it all back here. Here on OK Sis Podcast. <gasps> we have such good transitions. You know what? I'm going to pride myself on our transitions. I oh, think we are, do a are really, they good? I think we do a really good job. Oh, we should ask. Well, let's ask for feedback. Yeah. Also, your hair is pinned straight right now. I know. Very uncharacteristic of and me. And I really like it. You like it? I think because, I like it too. Because it looks longer. I know, right? I know. So I, cu- I had to cut my hair because the ends were like disgustingly dead and stringy and straight. So I cut those off. And my hair used to be at least four inches longer. And I like really want to get it back to that point because I look at old pictures of myself. I'm like, damn, I looked good with long hair. So I'm Everyone trying. Everyone looks better with long hair. Not, not no, everyone. I, no, I. You might look good still with short hair, but every person looks better with long hair. It's just it it, it makes you look skinnier. It's just it's better. It's so better. so you like my hair straight. Yes. Or do you I think, think I should go back to the to the wave? I've been wanting you to do it straight like that. Okay, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with this for a few weeks. Yeah, let's stick with it. I got um, my girl Letitia at Dry Bar. She's fucking amazing. Wow. I got the you same girl. I found one. one girl, and I Good. call. I don't book online because you can't book your your yes. hairstylist Ooh, online. So I tip. call. Yeah. So hot Dry Bar, tip. find the girl you like, call them, request them. That's how you do it. Hot tip. Ooh, I have another hot tip. We just haven't talked in a while, so it's probably going to go on for a while. Um, I, I've i started to incorporate hyaluronic acid back into my skincare routine. Okay. Which is essentially a serum that helps with hydration. Since I am using a lot of acne active ingredients, acne fighting uh, um, ingredients in my skincare routine right now, a la retinol and Axone, my skin has been super, super dry. So, I've been putting on hyaluronic acid, but I just I needed to understand when to put it on in my steps because it's like could go before, could go after retinol. It's really, you know, it just depends on the on the product. But I heard a tip that hyaluronic acid is actually the most effective when your uh, face is wet. So, right when you get out of the shower, spritz a little rose water, put that hyaluronic acid and then let it just like suck like all your pores are gonna suck it in okay like a suction cup okay so i have a question for you actually mm. so i'm feeling really good about my skin to skincare routine i've added things in slowly right. things are looking good for me um i think it's time that i jump on the retinol train what are your thoughts uh yes 
Okay. My thoughts are yes. Okay. So just yes. So the best thing about retinol is it's just preventative. So this is going to stop the aging process in its steps. Okay. That's what I want because now I got like the anti-acne inflammation's gone down except like this week because I'm on my period. Um, Now I want to do like anti-aging. So don't do the Dr. Dennis uh, acne pads at the same time. You okay. Have to do every other day. Okay. So retinol every other day. Yeah. And do you recommend Shawnee Darden's? Yes, of course. Okay. I'm going to get that one. So, um, I, but you have to do once a week build, you build up. Yeah. Cause and it's really intensive, to, and right? To build it. I would actually almost, I think you should start with her more sensitive retinol for sensitive skin. Okay. It's called texture reform. I think you should do that one first. Okay. Um, start I think once a week. Once I get off, or I, hopefully I can get off my like, dermatologist retinol once everything clears up i'm gonna do the shawnee one okay i'm gonna order that tonight yeah oh shawnee we miss you i know we have to have her back on with michelle we said we were gonna do that yes but with like a ton of rose like a ton of rose yeah 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 yeah. perfect um okay on to our guest our wonderful beautiful very successful guest damn so lisa runs swirl boutique and she has two locations, and she's been running it for like ten or twelve years. No, she's a bad. Like she opened her first leader. store when she was like twenty-two years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's uh, like entrepreneur to the max. This this so is coming beautiful. out later, but I'm going to visit her at the shop this weekend. Oh yay! Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited and to she see brought her. Brought us like so many goodies. Yeah, we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, she was such a gem. Yeah, but we went through her journey um, in retail. You know what it means to open up two stores, but also she's been really successful at partnering with influencers and um, celebrities, and just being able to kind of. I've just never heard of like a boutique really having that type of. Connections. Um, yeah, connections. Mm-hmm. It was a she's, really cool. She styled a lot of celebrities. Yeah, she has this, like, styling service. I think that's what's really unique about, about Swirl. It's, like, this mm-hmm. more um, personalized touch to the shopping experience. Yeah, and I was looking through their website today in preparation of going to the store and so many things I want. Oh, of course. Her, she I mean, it's probably, she, like, Coachella Central over there. Oh, my God. Her, cura- like, she's curated a very good collection of clothes. Does, does she carry your Zorro hat? No, she does not carry my Zorro hat. Thank you very much. But I'm going to wear it on Sunday and ask her what she thinks about it. And I'm going to get a fashion stylist opinion on my Zorro hat and bring it back to the podcast and put it in your face. Oh, my God. All right, sisters. Enjoy this episode. We love you. Love you. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. 
Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Stylist and owner of Swirl Boutique, Lisa Landers specializes in professionally styling clients, consulting with new emerging brands and boutiques, and hosting local events with established brand partners. Swirl Boutique currently has three locations that Lisa has been styling and successfully operating for 13 years. During this time, she has worked with several popular brands, including Show Me Your Miu Miu, Wild Fox, Faithful the Brand, Chinese Laundry, and many more. Lisa has also executed multiple influencer campaigns and professionally styled private clients. Past partnerships and clients include Amanda Stanton from ABC's The Bachelor, Jamie Mansfield, the established travel blogger and model, Bravo's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and more. Without further ado, Lisa. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What a okay. resume. Um, oh, can gosh, we just talk you. about the fact that it's Hanukkah up in here right now? It is Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah came early. Lisa gave us the best goodies from Swirl. I don't even know what to do. I just sprayed rose mist all over my face. You did. You went for it. You were you're like, I'm just going to do this right now. Let's put it on everything. We should light the candles now. Too. Oh, I know. I know. We got candles. <laughs> really create the swirl ambiance right? in here. We got socks that say motherfucker. Amazing. Amazing. My favorite. That's my favorite part right there. I was like hoping these girls had, you guys had some fun um, 
tricks up your sleeve. So I was hoping you'd love those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, we dropped sure. the F-bomb. Like, <laughs> my grandma, she says, some girls say like, some girls say um. My granddaughters say fuck. So... <laughs> So there's that. There's that. Yeah. She's proud. She's, she's proud. She's, of, proud. she's <laughs> totally proud of us. Um, okay. Round of current fixations. Okay. I'll start. Okay. So mine's kind of nerdy, but I am seriously obsessed with my iPad, but more specifically writing my to-do list on my iPad in the Notability app. I have everything color coded. I have action items in purple. I have headings in red. I have notes in black and it's just so beautiful. And it's weird because I like... I don't, I mean, I journal a lot, so I do write with a pen, but like, I love how I'm not writing my to-do list on my computer or my phone anymore. Like everything is in my notes and it's so pretty. One, that sounds very OCD. Two, I'm going to say something. You've already said this as a current fixation. No, I've never said my iPad as a current fixation. Yes, you did. No, I have not. Okay. Well, we will go back in the records and figure this out. Okay. Maybe it was the Apple pencil. No, no, I don't think I've ever done that before. We'll right. go back in the records. We'll go back and in the records. Anyways, the iPad though, yes, beautiful. Yeah, you got an iPad and you don't even use it. No, and it's like really nice, and you literally don't use it. Yeah, no. Good well, job. Mine, mine's kind the of the same. Mine, mine's along the same lines as you. Um, have you guys ever used that app called Canva? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. I've been going home making graphics. Um, all my friends, if they need something, like, wow, you make graphics too. I'm like, yeah, I just just been doing it for fun. So I do it for the business. I do it for myself. But yeah, it's kind of one like. Similar to yours. Very nerdy, but I've been finding some creative outlets with it and just kind of creating some stuff with it. And do you guys tend to use it a lot? or you Yeah, guys, we use yeah. Canva all the time. We the love best. Canva. Yeah. Yeah. If you're starting yeah. a business, design tip, use Canva. Yeah. Right. It's Save yourself the money. That's yeah, for sure. Everything I mean, is free. It's right. Like, how did I was actually listening to a podcast with the, the founder of it. She was on How I Built This with Guy Raz. And she's so, you know, she just... I think she's from Canada and she was like, Hey, why is graphic design so expensive? I want it to be universal. It's kind of like how she, it's kind of like the Squarespace model where it's like you, it's like web design for all or graphic design for all right. essentially. It does I love everything. It. I yeah. mean, you could do your wedding invitations. I wish I would have known about that. So, you know, five years ago, 10 yeah. years ago, I could have saved myself so much money. Yeah. Although if so you are looking for a graphic designer, I have the best one ever. <laughs> so DM me and I will give you his information because he is rad as fuck. Well, a little, little plug there. Sorry, I had to. He's like, <laughs> I, I stand no, by I this guy. There are certain things where you do need, there's a level right. where you need to use the sure. graphic designer. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But if, but this is a good way to kind of cut corners if you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. And make it for your friends. Hey, it could be your side gig going yeah, forward. You never totally. know. Yeah, totally. Very, very good yes. um, Okay, so my current fixation, I am currently reading a book called, okay, I'm going to read the whole title it's called joyful the surprising power of ordinary things to create extraordinary happiness by ingrid ingrid fatel lee so this book explores like the mundane aspects of our external environment and it really just re-examines those aspects and how we can find little joys within just the world we see currently um you know because usually we're about like shutting off the external world and just all joy should come from like inner peace and meditation. And she's kind of turning that on her head and saying like, no, you can actually find joy in colors and harmony and patterns and these things. And she brings neuroscience into it and more like psychological research and findings to show like why we actually, why our brain like is stimulated with joy when we look at a bright color and things of this nature. And it is, oh, it makes my like 
heart warm. Give me an example. Tell me where you find this joy. When yeah. You, so, for example, one of the chapters is about color. Okay. And she said that, and I'm not going to remember the area, but there was this, like, devastated area. A lot of crime was mm-hmm. happening. And the new mayor or, or whoever the leader was at the time came in and wanted to, you know, revital- revitalize the city. And he just painted one huge wall, like a bright orange. And people were so stunned by this that and it, and it gave them this sense of, you know, just happiness right. and and exploration and playfulness that they st- stopped littering because they saw that it was so beautiful that they stopped littering there was like less crime and then they started painting all these amazing murals and things to just liven up the city and people the crime was down and and the economy went up and people their their sense of life was just so much it was restored i feel like that so ties in with fashion It, it really does i used to have this bright blue wall at one of my stores and that's kind of what we're known for we're since we've gone through this little renovation and changing up everything, but yeah, it was our, we called it our happy wall and yeah. it was, it was so fun. Cause yeah, that's what people came in. They're like, Oh my gosh, it looks so fun out there. And we wanted to check it out and see what you guys have to offer because we walked in your big blue wall is what we used to call it. Even when we have sales, it'd be, Oh, come on guys. It's the big blue wall sale. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I totally get that. I love that. Yeah. And you're also wearing a bright red jacket. And so I, I am really like, am. <laughs> I am like very afraid of color. I only wear black, gray or white, but with the minute I saw you, I like got a spark of energy because I was like, damn girl, that <laughs> is a red jacket right it's something that yep. and that's she says this in the book she's like i like am afraid of color i am too like i and you can see from our our, our mother it's very uh we're in our mother's home right now so um it's just it's something i just i do feel more comfortable in more n- neutrals but there is some s- just energy there's an energy and it's and it is in our brains like it is this neuroscientific that sounds this book sounds up my alley oh it's amazing oh you would love it although i feel like i just got like the whole gist of it (laughs) oh well great (laughs) (laughs) no i just said i just said one (laughs) chapter which was color right now i'm I'm on the harmony chapter like it's okay there's more yeah there's a ton of aspects that she and i love that it's not that you have to purchase expensive things or she doesn't go it's not materialism it's just actually noticing things like flowers sure what do you mean that's like a great yes i know but it's like that's like the typical example but it's just like i don't know there's (laughs) just like even just the way things are arranged in patterns and we're as humans we're more drawn towards patterns and and, um parallels Mm -hmm. and parallelism because it just it fits in our minds you know it's just so it's just little things you didn't notice and Okay, cool. I love it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to check it out. For it sure. Sounds good to me. Okay, your turn. Um, yeah, the current fixation, I would say Canva for sure. Um, I'm going to be basic and tell you Bravo. I'm anything Bravo right now. It's been my, you know, nemesis. It's been my little therapy because, you know, you think so much during the day. You guys probably understand. You guys are making decisions, mm-hmm. you know, always on the ball, especially be owning your own business. You're thinking about, okay, what am I going to do next? How do I have to take care of this problem? And so when I come home, I just want to shut off and I'm just... I love it. And I love my little, my little TMZ, my little, you know, Perez Hilton. I love getting in there and just checking those things out. So that's been kind of my guilty pleasure lately. And randomly boxing. I've been really into boxing. Where do too. you go? Um, I have a private trainer that comes and oh, we do some boxing nice. and that's been so therapeutic for me. And it's just, it's so fun because you have to learn these combos, 
Um, you have to really think about it before you execute it. And it's, it's another way to kind of shut off and just really focus on one thing. And it just, it's so relaxing to me. That is true about boxing. Yeah. It, there is a rhythm to it. Sure. And there's a choreography. That oh, for you, sure. You can't be like mind, like your mind be no. wandering during this practice. No, you're going to get hit. That's for sure. If you're, if you're, doing, <laughs> yeah. if you're doing it right, you're going to get hit. So you really have to be on. And, and when he's ready to strike, you have to kind of, you know, be the offense. And yeah, it's such a stimulating sport that... Sometimes I didn't realize how stimulating it was until I started doing mm. it. It's, it's really mentally challenging as much as it is physically. It really that. is mentally challenging. So I went to a boxing class once, and I literally could not move my body for three days oh, straight. it's such a good feeling, though. It's, it gets you in such ripped shape. Um, you barely have to do anything. You just go sweat it out, and your, your arms are toned, your abs are toned. It's... I feel like it's so easy to get in shape from boxing, but definitely you should go back and check they it out. They call it the original back. workout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. really? That's yeah. I can understand um, that. Okay, but I want to go back to Bravo. So, I, Scal, I know you've dabbled in the Housewives. Um, I have dabbled. I have never dabbled in the Housewives. What? But I know. But <laughs> only because I don't think that I wouldn't like it. It's because there's just... It's so overwhelming to me. There's right. too many. I don't right. know where to start. So my friend, and I really, really want to start because I know there's something really insane happening right now with Beverly Hills, and I want to know. I feel so much FOMO because I want to be part of the conversation because I'm like you where I, I, I keep up with pop culture, and I'm in the like, right. Perez Hilton's of it all too. So my friend was like, just start Beverly Hills season three. So this is like when Yolanda Foster comes oh, in. Man, that, and I was yeah, like, that's go. that's where I want to. Because starting from the beginning, it's just too much for me. So I just actually started season three. I'm in like, I'm halfway through the season. And I'm, of course, I'm obsessed. Yeah. You never told me you started watching The Real Housewives. I know, because I was going to bring it up. But now that Lisa's brought it up. Yeah, um, well, we're here. Yeah, so I, of course, love it. I'm just trying to catch up. I'm, I'm getting right. There. I'm There's getting so there. many seasons. There's so many There's seasons, so many. and they always interject new people. And then they always say, "Oh, remember so and so?" I'm like, "Oh gosh, it, they, there's this girl from one season." And honestly, the rotation sometimes you forget who's on what. So I, I yeah. hear you. It's it's a lot to keep up with. And My favorite so was cities. I used to watch the like OG New York seasons. So who's your favorite housewife? Oh my god. Fuck, I'm blanking on her name. The skinny margarita woman. Bethany. Bethany, Bethany Frankel. Frankel. Bethany yep. Frankel. Yeah, she's, she's a boss. She's been my ride or die since what, the beginning. I think why I started with Beverly Hills is because I've lived in LA for so long that I feel a little kinship towards the right. city. And then I just like to see where they go. I like Kyle. Really I really like Kyle. Oh, Kyle's awesome. She's so pretty. I like her style, too. I always feel like, oh, yeah. I love her earrings. I love how she puts herself together. Cause some of the outfits get a little too... I don't know if you guys feel the same way. A little too extra for me. I'm like, ooh, that's yeah. a look. And they've yeah, yeah, spent yeah. some time on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a good transition. So yeah. I know that you've kind of worked with right. that franchise before. So talk to us about partnerships that, you, that you've done with them and how yeah. that um, formulated. My husband always makes fun of me. He's like, this is your wet dream. I'm like, well, see, now <laughs> see now we can watch this. And it's actually for work, babe. Like, yeah. It makes sense. Amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like, did I manifest this? I don't know how this happened. But, um, yeah, we ended up meeting. So my girlfriend, Krista, um, the salvage soul, really cool story. She builds, like, barn doors and just anything you can imagine would. And so she's friends with Tamara. And she's like, you know what? Tamara from um, Orange County housewives right she goes do you do do you mind if I like bring her in one day and come shopping and kind of show her around I wanted to kind of show her all my local boutiques that I love I said oh my gosh that would be amazing yeah please please do um sign me up um have her come on by so she came on by really liked what we did we styled her and she left us some amazing goodies and she asked the producer she goes hey do you 
what do you think about us shooting at Swirl Boutique in, in Orange County? And oh, they, yeah, oh, yeah. And then they went for it. And so we ended up shooting. I want to say that was 2016. Um, we ended up shooting a little pilot there. And from then it just kind of snowballed into this whole, um, I, I think everybody knows each other. That's what I think happens. Mm -hmm. I think it really is such a small community that they say, oh, you should check Lisa out. And then, you know, just like the Bachelorette girls, like if you talk to one, they're going to refer their girlfriend, which has been amazing for us. And it's been the snowball effect that just won't stop. And actually this Saturday we're filming again with the Real Housewives for Orange County. So it's, we've been really, really fortunate to make some of these connections and make some lasting relationships. That's amazing. So yeah. who's been your favorite celebrity client? Ooh, gosh, that's so, that's so hard. I don't want to get in trouble, but, um, you know who are, I, I love Emily right now from Real Housewives OC. Mm. She's just so genuine. She's so down to earth. Um, she's not pretentious at all. She really just really wants to help out. And I mean, I'm having our grand opening on May 3rd. And she said, you know, can I post anything about this for you? And I was like, that would be amazing. You're like, hell yeah. Yeah, girl, <laughs> really? I'm all, thank you so much. And it, she's just been so supportive of me and um, my businesses that I would have to say she's probably my favorite. Amazing. And we're like vague batch fans. Oh, so yes. like the fact that you styled Amanda Stanton, like I met her once. What? Yeah. Where? She was at Vandevort, her uh, and Lauren Bushnell. Bushnell? Yes. How do you Bushnell. say Bushnell? Bushnell? Yeah. Yeah. I took a picture of Lauren. I had to. Um, <laughs> And I told Amanda she was dating, she was dating Josh, I think his name was at right. the time from Yikes. Bachelor in Paradise. And I went up to her and I was like, I totally support you and Josh. I'm super happy for you. And then like next day it came out that they broke up and I was like, oh God, she was probably like dying inside. <laughs> yeah, she's probably like, girl, you're wrong. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're he's wrong. A, he's a nut job. She's like, if I could only tell you, if we yeah. only had more time together and we can have this conversation. But she yeah. was like very shy and a little bit turned off by me. I might've come out too strong. <laughs> I can see that she would be a little she, shy. She's, she's a shy person. I think she takes a while to get to know you. She does, doesn't come out there with it, but I, I, I respect that. I think that's cool too because yeah. sometimes it's you know you never know when you meet people like that you ho how they are on tv versus actually how they are yeah. in person and and she should yeah. have her guard up i mean she was yeah. on a show where like people kind of manipulate each other oh, and she got manipulated <laughs> multiple times so yeah. i totally understand <laughs> i that. love her though she's so freaking she's cute. a cutie she's a cutie <laughs> okay let's take it back to the beginning okay how did you first get into fashion oh gosh so um i worked at macy's believe it or not and when i was 17 years old i really wanted a job so i was like okay i'm gonna do macy's ended up working the whole woman's floor and then i moved to north county san diego for college and I was going to school there. I had saved up a bunch of money from my Macy's job and decided that that wasn't enough money. I needed to get a part-time job. So my mom and I, um, when she would come down and visit me, we'd go to this little cute boutique in Carlsbad. And I, the girl would always style me. And then she goes, you know what? You should get a job here, Amal. I should. I should definitely get a job here. This is so cute. Like, I love it. I have so much fun when I come here. We always had a great time, my mom and I. And so I applied. Um, and I, I still remember this to this day. Apparently, I, I walked in. She goes, you know what? You're a little conservative. I said, oh, well, I thought that's how you dress for an interview. And she would tell me. And then I kept beating down her door. I kept telling her, I'm like, I really want to work here. You really got to give me a shot. And so she gave me a shot. And I ended up working there for a while and then moved into a different boutique and at that boutique I was able to kind of learn a bit of the buying um, I ran this location at the time that owner had about five locations so I ran her Carlsbad Village location and ended up doing some of the buying there um, just the day-to-day -day operations learned a little bit more about the business and then from there I was able to transition that into my first boutique in Encinitas at 
23, which oh was a little scary. God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What was it like having your f- your own company at the age of 23? It was, it, I'll have to be honest. I mean, I looking back at it now, it's kind of cool because you were so naive that you didn't really realize there was problems when there was probably problems. Um, and I was fearless and I didn't overthink it and I just did it. Um, but right around there, and I don't know you, if you guys remember, obviously, but that we had the recession. So right after I had um, been in that location, I want to say for about like a year, we had this huge recession. And I was at that point in time, I was selling kids. I was selling um, men's. I was selling women's home product. So I had a big store, a huge store, actually. And I had all this different stuff. And so I, what I ended up doing was I refocused it just to mainly women's. I brought in, um, obviously, all the local designers that you guys got to see a little bit of today. Um, I was able to add in some lower price points and then kind of marry it with, like, some inventory that I just loved. Uh, you know, d- I would say designer must-haves. So things that you just can't live without, like your really awesome jeans, but then you can buy a $50 top. Um, so we did that, and then in that same process, I was able to open up St. Clemente because they're basically giving rents away at that point in time. So I figured it's probably a good time to get in and get that going. And so I had the two probably quickly right after each other. Oh my god, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. So I mean, you're 23, right? Ha- uh, like, I mean, I'm 24, and I can't even imagine owning a store and operating it. What were some of the biggest challenges in the beginning or like the biggest learning lessons that you look I back would, on? I now? would say probably the inventory. I don't think everything was necessary. And I'll have to say too, men don't shop. Um, you think they do? You're, uh, that was oh, one thing I thought. Interesting. God, God, men have to have a place to go. Um, and at that point in time, there was no cool shops for guys. And some guys would come in, but they don't. They didn't shop. And then the kids stuff, it was great. Moms liked it, but it wasn't something that always, you know, was selling all the time. What really started to kind of challenge me a little bit too is when the recession hits, like, well, who's going to keep buying? Who's going to keep supporting this business? And it's honestly, it's the women. It's the women that still continue shop, no matter what economy it is. Um, Women will always shop. And that was some of my biggest challenges was just kind of refocusing the inventory and what was happening in the current times. Let's talk about the buying process because yeah. you mentioned it a That's few times. That's the best part. <laughs> what, what does that process look like? Can you walk us through kind of sure. what the average buying process is like? So what we do for us is we our buys are six months in advance. So you're looking at trends, you're forecasting six months in advance. So you're not buying immediate stuff to put in your store today. So I have to kind of be aware of what's happening um, in the future and what people are going to want in six months and what they're going to be into, not now, but later. Um, so what we're looking at for that kind of a thing is we go down to LA. Well, you can go to anywhere, I, I guess, but um, I usually do market, which is LA based and that's right by my house. And you could do, you know, these big shows. It's, they have West coast showrooms, they have New York showrooms. And so what I do for those kind of appointments is we set up appointments, all the different lines that I carry. And then, so from there you go in, you pick out and you buy, and you choose, and the the sales rep shows you the line, and you get to choose what you want, and then you write it, and then you write sizes, and you write how many units, and then that stuff comes in six months later. And then there's another buying that we do is called immediate. So we it's kind of like our basically like our fast fashion. These are going to be like your lower price point items that you can actually go and buy that day and replenish your store. So let's say you're low on tops. Well, you can take a day, go up to LA, grab it bring it home, get it priced, and put it on your floor next day. 
Oh, I didn't know they had that option. That's really oh, cool. Yeah. And so we kind of do a bit of both at this point. Yeah. It's interesting. So I used to work at a at a software company that did like fashion wholesale. Right. It was called Jor. I'm not sure if you're oh, familiar. Oh, hello. <laughs> yes, I know Jor. <laughs> okay. So I used to work there, so I'm very familiar with right. this process. And from see I mean I worked more so on the brand side, but from seeing the retail side and seeing the buyers, you don't under it, people don't realize like how technical and how um precise precise and mathematical it right. is like it's very strategic and it's not just like oh lo- i love this no it's like i need to think about my right. customer i need to think about inventory i need to think about the price points and it, like it's all of these different oh, factors 100%. it's not just like oh this is cute like let's just do 50 uh, right it's this intense process and your budget and, and your bu- everything yeah, everything and yeah i always i always thought that a buyer was such a killer job in terms of kind of stretching that more strategic mindset but then also being creative at the same time I kind of saw buyers as this like more like fairy godmother type of role and from the outside looking in it looks like the most fun part of the job which it can be it definitely can be but you're right it's exhausting at the end of the day you've looked at it a million times over and you you go okay who's gonna wear this do we need to buy this size is this size even necessary is this something i like or is this something that's really gonna sell in the store um what's the price what's the markup gonna be is can i retail a 300 hundred dollar jacket that looks like this i mean it's it's there's so much thought that goes into it and i think to be a good buyer and to be good at what you're doing you really have to nail down those details and it's not as easy as it would seem okay so talking about those details yeah who is the swirl girl Okay. Well, I made like a list. You guys are so funny because I was like, who is she? And I always think about who she is too. Um, I say she's probably the chic modern woman. Mm. Um, she knows what she likes. Um, she enjoys a good quality product. She's not afraid to spend on something that's going to last her. Um, she knows the trend. She's aware of what the brands have that's out there. She wants them before anybody else has them. Um, she's again, really mindful of her lifestyle. She's not going to go too far out of it because she realizes that's not where she's going or what she needs anything like that for. Um, she, you know, wants to look good going to Trader Joe's. She wants to look good picking up the kids. She wants to look good on date night. She wants to be extra cute for brunch. Um, she is the all around girl. That's pretty, I would say she's pretty balanced. I love that. Talk to us about, because, I mean, in our little goodie bags, yeah. it's all local yeah. products. Because, I mean, some of the brands that we listed before are more household names and they're bigger. But talk to us about the aspect of more local brands that you incorporate into your, right. your curation. And I would say the Swirl Girl is also about community. So she really does support the local artists that we have in the store. So right now we have about 40 different local artists um, in our store, and that ranges from swimwear, obviously you guys, candles, um, a lot of jewelry, which we've become really known for. Um, and with that, we, we celebrate these women, and we say, you know what, bring in your pieces. Let's have a home for them. This is where they can live, and um, people love it. People, We've been doing this probably, I want to say, probably for 10 years now of just having this, this local influx, and people love that. When you tell them this is local, this is handmade, this is unique, this is one of a kind, um, it's it's a lot of fun to have, and it gives these women a platform to sell their beautiful pieces on. And this isn't just Etsy. This is actually in a store. Mm. That is like women helping women oh to yeah. the extreme. That's right. amazing. Right. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Okay. So what's like the most unexpected thing that you've come across with owning your own boutique? What's something that people might not realize goes into this job, but you've kind of got hit in the head with it? 
Um, let's see. God, so many things. I would say, I mean, just in, in general, having your own business, I think it's a 24-hour um, job. I think you always are on. I always tease that unless I'm on vacation in a different time zone, I, I'm still at work. Um, and I think that's something that people don't really realize when they own their own business because you still have employees calling. You still have things that pop up. Thing, vendors, I mean, I get texts from vendors all day long. Um, it just, I think that's probably the one thing that I could say is that unless you're ready for that, it might not be for you. Um, that would be definitely, I think, one of the craziest parts of owning your own business, is, especially a boutique like this, is that you're always on. Talk to us about the differences between a brick-and-mortar store and then an e-commerce presence. I would say it's it's more of the, the personal aspect. I mean, people always want to tell you that, you know, brick-and-mortar is dying. I don't think it is. I think it's I don't quite think it the is. opposite. I think, actually, people are yearning for that more personal experience more than they've ever yearned for that because we're just seeing so many things that aren't that right now that I think people love coming into the store, getting styled. We really... Us personally, we really know our customers. We know your name. We know what you got last time, who your daughter is, where you went on your last vacation. Um, we're really, really personal with our clients, and I think that's been something that I have started with and I haven't let go of. Um, I still, to this day, I will text clients like, hey, do you have that belt I saw on Instagram? I'm like, yeah, I'll save it in your size. Um, it's something that we just do on the daily. We, we text them when new things come in. We'll send them pictures when their favorite brands come in. So I think people really still love that personal feeling of it. Um, and you can try on the product. You don't have to commit to a purchase online. You can come in, try it out, see if you like it, um, get the styling services that we offer too. So I think that would be the biggest difference is the personalization of it. I cannot do online shopping. I See, I can't either. I <laughs> have to try stuff on in right. store. I just do. I have, I'm like a curvy petite woman. And so things <laughs> either fit me phenomenally or they fit me terribly. And it's all about the fit right. for me. So I am the girl that goes into the boutique for sure. Well, you're our girl then. So yes, that's what we love. And a lot of times, too, so we have a, what's really cool. We have an in-store pickup option. So people can purchase online and then come in, but sometimes it's nice because then you can go, okay, do I really like this? Well, let me try it on really quick and make sure I love it. Or is there anything else in here that I might like? And we get that opportunity to show them more things than maybe they would if it was just an online sale. Yeah. So what about um, the styling services? Are right. those complimentary? Is that something yeah. people can tag on to? Right now it's complimentary. Um, we're developing something at the moment, especially at our new location, that we might start offering private styling sessions um, for our clients. And we haven't quite nailed down like the details on that yet, but right now it's, just, it's a custom service that we offer when you walk in the door. A lot of times, too, my clients will let us know when they're coming, so we'll pull a room aside, and a, l a lot of them don't even shop at this point. They just kind of <laughs> tiptoe through the racks, and then we actually put everything in there for them, and they just come out, and they, they choose what they like. It's pretty simple. So uh, since what I'm hearing from you is that customer service is a huge proponent huge. of your business, yeah. so what do you look for when you're hiring? I always say it's that, that right personality, because I can teach everything else. I, I have to know that you're, you carry that right personality and the swirl girl vibe. You have to be friendly. You have to be willing to talk to people. You have to be willing to style people. Um, a lot of the, the retail experience isn't always as necessary as the actual person. Um, and I always say, too, my biggest thing, I say, if I don't like you, why do I expect my clients to like you? If I don't vibe with you, why do I expect my clients to vibe with you? So it's important to me that I can hang out with you, too, and want to work right beside you because I feel like I've cultivated a clientele that really is who I, what and 
I embody as a business owner. So um, I look for girls that can be easy to be around. Yeah. And that's really something that is really important. It's so simple, but yeah, I look for we, that first. We interviewed Amanda Thomas from Love AJ Jewelry, and she yeah. said if she can go on a 30-minute car ride with <laughs> someone and have it, like, not be awkward and right. it works out, she's like, then I can work with you. I thought that was a cool right. test. It's yeah. a great way to figure it out. And take them to L.A., take them on a buy-in trip, see if you can hang with them for, for a full day. Absolutely. <laughs> and I like what you said, that, like, I could teach them everything that right. other than that one just instinctual feeling. Like, sure. that is something I think that people forget. Like, you can learn bunch of shit on the job like 100%. it's really about if you're connecting to that person you're connecting to right. their work ethic and their drive right and we want you to be friendly and we want our clients to gravitate towards you too because that's a big like I said it's a big part of our business and being friendly with our customers I mean they really and they'll let me know if <laughs> if somebody doesn't quite fit the bill I, I mean I'm still hearing about some girls that maybe didn't work out maybe even six years ago I'm like oh my god can we move on yeah <laughs> oh my god so yeah my client my clients know what they like and we try yeah. to make sure that we we keep the right fit for them too wow it seems like you have such a deep rooted <laughs> relationship we do. wow real loyal they're very loyal yeah. and I, like I said I think it's the difference of we've been in business for 13 years and it's it's the simplicity of just connecting to our clientele and getting that repeat business and making sure that they're happy and they're they connect with whoever's in the shop mm. okay so i want to make a little transition and ask you a fun fashion question yeah. what's your favorite trend these days oh my gosh can you not tell it's obviously blazers um <laughs> oh my god i, <laughs> I need wore, to get I into blazers. Blazers yesterday. yeah i feel like you can just like wow. i have it on today um obviously nobody can see me but i have a graphic tee denim leopard flats but i feel like you put that blazer on and you're distressed and you're ready to go you're and like it's a so girl easy boss. right yeah, yeah there's this instant yeah like professionalism but also casual and you can totally. just like take on whatever situation i wore totally. a black slip dress yesterday with a black blazer i should have gotten more dressed up for you but i didn't it's okay sorry like, it's we're okay. like in you're in your it. Yeah, we're schleppy perfect. today we're schleppy <laughs> today but i wore this black slip dress that went to the floor and this black cropped blazer with pointy patent leather shoes and oh i was gosh, like how cute bam girl i was feeling myself except maddie in the middle of the day screams at me she goes your tits are out in front of everybody and i'm like oh my god well, they were. <laughs> i just wanted a warning to people just Sorry. good good looking out right just, yeah, yeah could have pulled me aside could have pulled me aside but you know screaming it's I one way it. to do it um, I'm interested to know about your self-care because you're like a glowing queen. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. That's I want to know just kind of <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about Bravo and kind of winding down right. that way. But what are some things that you do to kind of rejuvenate and make sure that you are present and and alert for your for your job, for your 24 hour job, obviously. But honestly, it's just getting a lot of rest. And yeah. I always, you know, when your cup's empty, then everybody's cup's empty. So you have to replenish yourself and make sure that you're getting the right rest. And, mm. you know, in some days I just need to sit home and just be at home and just kind of focus on what I need to do there. And I know learning, I guess, when you need to recharge and not pushing yourself to that extra level because you are kind of the head of your operation. You're you're the vibration of what everybody around you is going to feel like because you're at the top there. So I would say it's probably, for me, it's as simple as, I know it sounds, again, super simple, but just a lot of rest. And just working out, that's kind of my therapy. So I, I notice if I don't do that, then I'm a little extra antsy and I, don't, I have all this pent-up energy and I don't know what to do with it. And then I just like to do have my creative days at home too, which I just love. I love just being at home and thinking about what's next for my business versus what's right in front of me. 
And I think that's important too to take those days and take that time for yourself. What kind of leader are you? Oh gosh. Oh, that's a good question, Mads. Ooh, she's got a smile on her face too. <laughs> um, I would say hands on. It would be the best way to describe me. I always tell the girls, I'm like, I'm there. I'm almost too there. I'm always <laughs> like, okay, well, what happened with her? What do you, what do we got to do with this customer? And I realized that going forward, it's probably going to be a, a more of a shift for me to kind of relinquish some of that. But I would say, yeah, a leader by example. And then I always tell the girls too. It's like, hey, nobody wants to sit here and vacuum the store. But guess what? I'm doing it so you should probably do it too so yeah. that would be that's probably more my style I love that like no task is too small oh 100% kind of be in the trenches with everyone too right. I love that how many right. employees do you have um right now we have 10 wow yeah so what's the best managing tip you could give out to someone who's listening who also has a team that they're managing just just be present I a managing tip for me is that I also staff myself in the stores maybe one to two days a week. Oh, wow. So I really get to see, you, you really have an idea of what's happening or what's not happening in your business. So if you're there full time and you go like, okay, wait a minute, what about this? Or what about this little detail? Even down to restocking the bags, like who didn't do that today? Or let's figure this out, like mm -hmm. what's happening? So I always say be present it would be my best advice and put yourself on the floor and just do the job that you're asking everybody else to do. Cause I think then you'll see what you're missing, maybe what you're lacking, maybe what you need to improve on. Um, that'd be my best advice. That's actually, um, I've heard someone else say that the CEO of Lyft, John Zimmer, he, uh, Becomes a lift driver. Becomes he <laughs> he drives. I don't know. He becomes a lift driver. He drives on New Year's every year, just because. Yeah, you need if you do, if you're not in there actually right. connecting with your clients and seeing what they need. You don't have to be there all the time, but just like that's really admirable that you're not like above. Like, no, I'm gonna staff the store. I'm gonna actually right. be in there so I can see what there is to improve. That's a really, really well, good tactic. If you know every facet of your business, it's easier to impart your wisdom on to the 100%. to the staff. It's easier to guide them into the right direction, and it's easier for you to run the business in a successful manner. Right, and even for the, just the buying, it's it's nice to be in there because sometimes you realize like what customers come in asking for, and oh gosh, well we really do need to get more of that or. Maybe we should offer this. And it's just being in there, and that helps me learn, too, as a buyer um, of what to get, what to pull in from my stores. Or if there is something that we're lacking, um, I make sure that we go ahead and get some immediates in the store. That's, it's a good way to balance that out, too. I love it. Oh, my God. Oh. This is – you're a boss. Oh, my gosh. You, you guys are, are so a <laughs> boss, babe. I'm going to come by the – I'm going to come by the shop. You have to. I have to. Yeah. You guys, now you have to. No, no. It's happening. Next time in, I'm in SD. <laughs> we should go together. Yes. For Passover. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's like Hanukkah. Perfect. It's Passover. It's everywhere over it's here. It's all the Jewish yeah, holidays all around here. <laughs> <laughs> all of the Jewish holidays. Oh, there's not one episode that goes by where we don't do some Jewish joke. Yeah, well, we it's have to. Enough. Um, oh, thank you so You're much so for being welcome. here, Lisa. You're such a – gem and like oh a breath of fresh air guys um tell everyone where they can find swirl where they can find you everything okay so um we are actually launching our third location so if you guys are interested may 3rd in carlsbad follow us on instagram at swirl boutique if you can follow me at lisa lander society at my personal page i do a little bit more coaching a little bit more consulting little business practices so if you guys are into that that's a good place for it if you're just into fashion just follow us at swirl boutique Amazing. Amazing. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, sisters. Love you.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.